Welcome to all of our campuses. We're just so glad you're with us from way out in Campbell or Anderson, North, Blunt, Pellissippi Internet Campus, God Behind Bars. We're so glad to see you guys. God is doing an amazing work, and it has been a powerful weekend so far. The Spirit of God has been falling. Great revelation, great impartation of truth. And uh, before we dive in to the Word of God, and so excited about the message this weekend, let's take a minute. And we're going to pray for Grace Baptist Church today. Uh, if you've been, all been watching the news, you know what's going on. And uh, it just breaks my heart for what's happening for that congregation. See, Grace is not a competition. Grace is our family. We'll spend forever together. And so Ron Stewart is a friend of mine and just what, you know, of, of, of 50 reasons why this whole scenario agrees with me. But Ron Stewart's nine days away from retirement. And I don't know what it will do to the future of the plans, but I know that what the devil meant for evil, God can spin around for good. And so, man, we love them. A uh, lot of interchange between a lot of our folks work at Grace at school. A lot of our kids go to that school. And so we love those guys. Let's pray for them. Father, we come in the strong name of Jesus and we intercede for Grace Baptist. We intercede for Ron Stewart, his wife. Uh, God, I can't imagine the pain that they're going through right now. Uh, and as the, now the future is so uncertain, uh, God, would you truly make what the devil meant for evil? Will you turn it uh, to send that church to a whole nother level? Would you bind them together? Uh, would you minister to them? Uh, God, would you move in that difficult, difficult scenario? And would you bring yourself glory through the temptation that the devil brought about to bring about destruction? So, God, we love you. Speak to our hearts. Lord, in Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people said, Amen. Well, I am so excited about the series in light of that, in the light of what every one of us face every day. We all face temptation. I am so excited about this series called The Goods. Now, we launched it last weekend. I was, not, I was here, but I didn't do the message. Pastor Josh did it. Did he not do an unbelievable job last weekend? Great message. Now, you guys need to understand, as long as Pastor Josh and I are together, I'm going to give him the business, okay? I'm never cutting slack on Josh Whitehead. He didn't deserve slack. But with that said, we love Pastor Josh and Kim, and Josh is a gift to our church. And Ephesians says, and God gave some as apostles, some as prophets, some as evangelists, some as pastors, some as teachers, for the equipping of the saints to the building up of the body of Christ, so we all obtain the, mature, the maturity of the fullness of Christ. And Josh is a gift, he and, he and Kim. He is one of the, the best thinkers I've ever met in ministry and strategy. And so much of what God is doing, uh, he has used Pastor Josh. And, and Josh and Kim are on their way in Hayden, Madison for the first time ever, a two-week vacation, which they so unbelievably deserve. So would you guys pray for Pastor Josh? And man, we love him. Come on, give him one more hand. And I know that... They're traveling, probably have their iPhone set up on the dashboard on the iCampus as, as, uh, as they travel. So we're just grateful for him, grateful for all that God is doing. Uh, because he spoke last weekend, he gave me the opportunity to hit a few of our campuses, which I did. Uh, Pastor Kyle and I, we sort of did a, uh, made it to a few campuses. And I got to tell you, I was overwhelmed at the response. I was so humbled to get to go meet a lot of people who are faithful at Faith Promise that I've never met. And hear the stories of life change and what God is doing. I just was so humbled. And, and man, we love you guys so much. And Michelle and I are so honored to get to be a part 
of what God is up to. And we love you and, and, and we want so much for this congregation. We want so much more for you than we want from you. But one of the things that we want for you, and especially even in this series, is for you to be able to stand against temptation. Is that the will of God for your life? Excuse me, is that the will of God? So, so man, I want to help you stand that, that you, because do we all not face temptation every single day? Is that right? Come on, let's be honest. We've, if you have a pulse, you're facing temptation. And Jesus said, when you pray in Matthew 6, I want you to pray like this. Pray, God, deliver me. God, do not lead us into temptation. Now, that doesn't mean that God leads some people into temptation. For the Bible says that God cannot be tempted, nor does God tempt anyone. But as we're walking, as we're living, as we're working, as we're going to school, as we're living our lives, God, don't lead us into where we'd be tempted. Protect us. Send us down the highway of holiness, down the roadway of righteousness. Don't let us go into an area where that we will be tempted. Does that make sense? If you've got an alcohol problem, don't hang out at the bar. You got a porn problem, don't eat at Hooters. Are you with me? Come on. Spice rack. Come on. Give me a break. Michelle said, what is that? I said, come on, baby. Come on. You got to look at the billboard. You know, so don't go. Where are you going to face that stuff? Are you with me? Come on. Now, listen, you think that's bad. You ain't seen nothing yet. We're about to get serious up in the house. I'm telling you. So you need to put your seatbelts on because we're going to go to some places we've never been before. Do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from what? We live in an evil age. We live in a wicked world. God, deliver us from the crap that's happening in this world. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. After this series, we're going to launch you another series on the kingdom of God, which I am also, we're, we're so excited about. So what we want to help you, what we want, what God wants for us is that we stand against the goods. The title of the series really is the goods. And the only thing Satan has to sell us is a bill of goods. Would y'all agree with that? Man, if you're, you know, if you're older than 35 or 40, you've heard the phrase, a bill of goods. It means you're being ripped off. You're buying something, but you're not buying what you think you're buying. You're paying too much. You get, you know, you, you just, you've just been taken to the cleaners. And Satan is a sleazy salesman, always selling us a bill of goods. That makes sense? And so the will of God for us is in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 through 12. And it says this, finally, be strong in the what? Lord, be strong in the Lord. Not be strong in, in yourself, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of whose might? Put on the full armor of God. Not just part of it, but all of it. Put on the helmet of salvation. Jesus was crucified on the place of the skull. And if we're going to see temptation and say, no, we've got to be crucified in our minds, in our thinking. Are you with me? Put on the helmet of salvation, all the rest. Why? So that you will be able to stand firm against the what? The schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. Many of you believe that your fight is against people. Your ex-spouse, your, you know, your boss, your neighbor, your stepkids. That you have focused your ire or you believe that the battle is against somebody. But the Bible says the battle is not against people. It's not against flesh and blood. If you're still with us on the Bible reading plan, if not... Go ahead and get on there with us. But as I read through the book of Psalms every day, one of, or a psalm, one of the things that always strikes me is David always lists his enemy, and his enemies are people. It's the Philistines, it's the Girgashites, it's the Gittites, it's the, you know, the termites. It's one of those people that lived around David, 
And I always think, hey, my battle's not against flesh and blood. My battle's against what? My battle is against principalities. Go to the next one, if you would. Go to the next slide. It's against rulers. It's against powers. It's against world forces of this darkness. It's against spiritual forces of weakness in heavenly places. Now, we had time. We could break this verse down into the five levels of demonic of the demonic forces that there are, but they are there armed with lies to tempt you and pull you away from God. Now, let's be real. We've all already bought the goods at some time or other, haven't we? Is that right? We've all bought the goods. We've all fallen into temptation. We've all done wrong. We know it. And one of the reasons why we buy the goods is because this, is that we rarely read the fine print. We just don't read the fine print. Does that make sense? I mean, how many of you have updated an iPhone or an iPad or something? We've all updated. You ever read that agreement? Never. You just say, you just say, you know, what I do is, do you agree? I scan the bottom, say, listen, I updated one this week that just said, do you agree? It didn't even put the fine print on there. I just clicked, I agree. I sold Michelle. I had no idea. It was just, it was just, are you with me? It was just update. See, we never read the fine print. We just click and understand that temptation the goods, it is alluring by the very nature of the word and what it is. The devil would never try to tempt you with a bottle of arsenic with a skull and crossbones on it. it says, drink this and die. You say, I'm not drinking that. No, no, he would put it in a beautiful glass with a little umbrella on top of it. He would make it look like something that is very, this very appealing. Does this make sense? And so let's go back and see the very first temptation. Pastor Josh covered this verse last weekend beautifully. Then the woman what? She what? Guys, listen, please, please wake up and realize that the devil knows how to package the goods so you'll want them. Are y'all with me? He knows how to package the goods so that you just will have to buy, you'll have to partake. And, and, and you never read the fine print. The woman saw that the tree was good for food and it was a delight to the eyes. It was good for food. It was probably a peach. See, an apple doesn't tempt me, but a peach. Come on, those Georgia people. It was a peach that, you know, it's delight to the eyes and that the tree was desirable to make one wise. And what did she do? She gave in to temptation. Listen, do not be deceived. From Genesis to the Revelation, we are warned. Do not be what? Don't be what? Turn to the person next to you and say, don't be deceived. Now go ahead and turn to the other person you skipped. Turn to the other side and say, hey, don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. All the way through the Bible, don't be deceived by the goods, the lies of the world. James chapter 1, verse 14 and 15, but each one is tempted. Aren't we all tempted? See, we've got to acknowledge that we, as long as we have a pulse, then we are susceptible to fall. We're all tempted, but each one, when he or she is tempted, is carried away. We, listen, and if you're hanging out with the wrong crowd, the Bible says bad company corrupts good morals. You don't have to work. You don't have to work. You're just carried away slowly. As they move down the river, you're just carried down the river with them, getting worse and worse. This makes sense? And, and so we're carried away and we are enticed. There is an alluring, attractive nature to sin that we want it. It is fun. The Bible says sin is fun for a season. And it's exciting and it's all this kind of stuff. Be enticed by his own what? 
Lust. Now see, we connotate, we think the word lust only deals with sex. It doesn't. Lust is a God-given desire that's gone haywire. And so lust could be, I got to have that new car. I got to have that house. I got to have, I got to have, I got to have. It doesn't necessarily have to be sexual. It's just, I, I want that. I, I'm lusting after that. Then when lust has conceived, you think it, you see it, you want it, you begin to travel toward it. When lust has conceived, it gives birth to what? Sin. And then when sin is completed, it brings forth what? What? Death. Death. Sin has a consequence. Now, let me tell you, and Josh talked about this last weekend. Eve, when the snake tempted Eve with the tree, Eve could have said, time out just a second. Hey, God. Hey, God, I have a question. This snake who walked in here is trying to get me to eat that tree you said not to eat. Hey, what'll happen? See, isn't that a great question? What'll happen? Well, that's a good question, Eve. First off, it's really going to suck when you have kids. It's going to be horrible. Horrible. And then you and Adam are never going to be the same again. Me and you, never be the same. I'm going to have to throw you out of the garden because you can't eat of the, you can't eat of the tree of life because you'll live forever in your fallen state now. And that'd be worse than what's going on right now. I'm kicking you out and Eve's going to get a garden. The only thing that's going to grow is thorns, weeds, and kutsu vines. Now, after God explained that, do you think Eve would have eaten that fruit? No. She said, get out of my face, snake. But we never read the fine print of the goods. So what is temptation? Temptation is a shortcut to what God will ultimately provide. It's like two young people that are dating. They want to have sex. They know they should wait, but they think we don't have to wait. This is going to be fun. We're going to enjoy this. Let's go ahead and have sex without the realization of what that's going to do later, if in fact they do get married, what it's going to do to the marriage bed and all that other stuff. Because see, God said the best thing is to be married as a virgin and your intimacy will be better than it could have ever been otherwise. Are, does that make sense? But see, we, see, see, temptation is a shortcut to what God will provide. Yeah, but I don't really trust that God will give me what I want, so I'm going to take it whether it's sin or not. Anybody ever thought that? Because we've all done that, haven't we? Come on, don't make me call your name come to your house. Come on, let's be real here. And so let me get really graphic. I want to I drive this point home about the, about the, uh, about the, the goods. So, so somebody walks in my office. Hey, Pastor, listen. We've got a Victoria Secret, which Victoria doesn't have any secrets. But we have a, a Victoria Secrets model in the office. And she is smoking hot and she is ready. And you're going to go in there and you're going to have sex with her. It's going to be the greatest sex. It's going to be the most unbelievable experience of your life. She's ready. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. I forgot to tell you. In about three months, Michelle's going to find out. And she's going to kill you. <laughs> and whatever she doesn't kill, she's divorcing. And Faith Promise is going to fire you. You're going to lose everything you have. You're going to lose your influence, your reputation, and your character. People are, it's going, to, it's going to be the greatest devastating thing that's happened in Knoxville spiritually. All this is going to happen. By the way, you'll never see your grandkids, and your kids will never respect you. Go ahead and have sex. Who would do that? Nobody, would we? But see, the devil never gives us the fine, stinking print. I have, we have a great recovery ministry called Celebrate. Meets on Monday nights at our Pellissippi campus. It's great. I have, I've dealt with drugs. I was an addict. We have lots of folks that come to deal with drugs and alcohol and other things. Uh, people in my family are still dealing with drugs. So it's, it's all around. 
And so what would, what would, so, so here's somebody that's, that's partying and somebody walks up and says, hey man, I got this crack pipe. And you're going to take a, a toke off this crack pipe and you're going to get the greatest rush you have ever gotten in your life. It is going to be a freight train in your head. You're going to reel back. It's going to be the greatest buzz you've ever had in your life. Go ahead. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Before you, before you hit that, wait, wait. By the way, you're going to get addicted to this crack. Because it's, it's got a demon attached to it. You're going to get addicted to this crack. And you're going to lose your family. And you're not going to have a job. You're going to rot your brain. You're going to ruin your, your nervous system. You're going to steal everything from your family. So nobody's going to want you around. And, you'll, and your life will be ruined. Here, go ahead and hit that crack pipe. Who would smoke that? Nobody would, would they? No, we don't get to find print. You talk to the alcoholic when someone offered him the first cold beer. Don't you love the beer commercials? They should be church commercials. If you'll get a Corona and slip a lime in it, you will be 36, 24, 36 and live on the beach with all your buddies. Life will be perfect if you'll just drink a Corona. Lime me, baby, lime me. Are you with me? And I love watching the fellowship run a beer commercial. What they don't show is the person who drinks that beer, who cannot handle that beer, who starts drinking Jack and who ends up being fired, losing his family, nobody wants him around, and he or she dies of liver cirrhosis and their life is cut short and their testimony is destroyed. Who would drink the first cold beer knowing that? Nobody. But Jesus said that the devil is the father of what? Lies. We've got to wake up, church. We've got to wake up and see that we live in a wicked world and a fallen age, and it is set up to suck you in and away from God. That, listen, hey, it's not all bad. I mean, it's not all horrible like crack or adultery. When Shell and I built this house, uh, there was no cable out there. Well, and, and so there was no television. And NFL is just sort of a staple. I mean, you got to have football on Sunday, so, and Monday and Thursday, and, and Saturday, so... <laughs> You got to be able to watch UT and, you know, and, and so you got to do all that. So I called Direct TV. I said, hey, well, I don't have any television. Can you come out here? So they come and said, we've got an unbelievable offer for you, Dr. Stevens. $30. We're going to put a dish out here. We're going to install it for free. It's going to be wonderful. You're going to have 24-7 a trillion stations that nothing will be on. But we're going to have all these stations. It was unbelievable. It was great. High depth and golf on Sunday. What a way to take a nap. Watch some golf. I'd love that. I actually do watch golf. And so, man, what you, and, and, and so what happens? In the seventh month, I get my seventh bill, and it's not 30, it's $150. So I called the Drake TV place. I said, There's been an error. They said, What's well, the problem? I said, My bill went from 30 to 150. They said, Really? Did you read the fine print? I said, No. Well, that was an introductory offer, sir. The, uh, from now till Jesus comes, it'll be $150 a month. <laughs> And I said, well, I don't want any more. They said, well, sir, you signed a two-year agreement. Sucks to be you, nana, nana, boo-boo, pay us the money. Because I didn't read what? Fire print, baby. Have you, ever read, uh, have you ever read a Tylenol bottle? It says, this will kill you. <laughs> have a friend goes to his church, taking ibuprofen, it ate his intestines. It says it on the, it says it on the bottle. This will rot your gut and kill you. But who reads? Who reads a bottle? See, we don't read the fine print, do we? Are y'all, now I'm not saying, I mean, you can take Tylenol. If I have a headache, I'll take some Tylenol. 
you know, but I'm not going to take many ibuprofen because I like my gut where it is. <laughs> Do not be what? Don't be what? Don't be what? So here, don't be deceived. So here's what we want to do in this series. We're going to Ephesians 5.11, all of us. It says, do not participate in the unfruitful deeds of what? But instead, even do what? We are exposing the tactics of the tempter. We are exposing the schemes of Satan. We're exposing what, see, and the devil hates the light because the devil works best in the darkness of the shadows. So we're trying to bring it out in the light. So say, okay, I see he's a liar. I see that, you know, we, we, we bought this temptation, but we never realize because we never read the fine friend. So temptation, go to the next one. Temptation is not what it seems, and you can't make the best of the test. Because see what Satan does is Satan tempts you, go to the next one. Satan tempts you to destroy you, but God tests you to develop you. So here's the deal. If you're listening, say I am. am. Don't buy the goods. Have you ever noticed at the Walmart, which if you're from the South, it's the Walmart. If you're from the North, it's just Walmart. But the Walmart or or Food food City or Food Line or or anywhere, you you ever notice what they put at the counter at the checkout lines? All the crap that nobody wants or needs. See, you don't go to the meat section and say, well, I'm going to get me some ribeyes or there's some chops or, man, check out that brisket. Oh, there's a People magazine. I wonder what the Cardassians are up to. <laughs> Who cares what the Cardassians are doing? What, what is all about that? Come on, somebody help me. I have to tell you, I don't care that one of them's getting a boob job. It just doesn't matter in my world. Are y'all with me? Did he just say the boob job? Is that what he just said? (laughs) Listen, here's the deal. We want to come to church for one hour a week and live an altar reality. And then we go to the real world because we believe church doesn't have any effect. It doesn't matter. Last week, a bunch of people got mad about that last song. And you didn't even actually know what it was about. It was about cocaine. It was, it was a song of how the world tempts you. And people are mad about it. Listen, that's church people. Listen, don't be church people. Be Jesus people. Come on. Dang. 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 It's unbelievable. Now, nobody said anything to me, which I love that. When you're mad, just go and keep that to yourself. Because I don't care. But people talked to each other and said, hey, man, what about this and what about that? It's a song about temptation. We're just serious about temptation. Are you with me? And I love the older people didn't even know it was about cocaine because they didn't use the word, but your face is numb, the rest of us know what happens. <laughs> Thank God the people don't know about what drugs. See, don't buy. It. So, so you, they put that stuff at the counter. You're not looking for green beans and find a baby roof. Because you wouldn't get a baby Ruth while you're looking for green beans through the lips and on through the hips. No, you wouldn't buy a baby Ruth. You do that while you're standing there thinking, oh, I'm a little hungry. I think I'll get a Snickers bar. I think I'll get a baby Ruth. I think I'll check out what the Cardassians are doing. I think I'll get some gummy bears. Because they know the only place you're going to do that when you're standing there. Does that make sense? See, the world has done enough research on us to know we impulse buy at the counter. The devil's done enough research on us to know he can sell us the goods and we'll never check out the fine print. See, temptation, temptation is a setup by Satan to destroy you 
are to keep you from God's best. Does that make sense? And see, I want to, young adults, listen, this is going to be, this is a truth that many young adults struggle with. People my age and older get it. People one generation down, uh, they're iffy, but millennials, this is a real struggle for millennials, but I want you, I'm going to help you right here. Uh, you, just trust me that this is true. And I'm going to give you some stories biblically to prove what I'm about to tell you. When you give in to temptation, it hurts other people than just you. See, you believe that if you, that if you, if you give in to temptation, it doesn't hurt anybody but you because you don't realize there's a larger world than you. Because your mom and dad given, have given you everything you ever wanted and you think the world revolves around you. So you got pornography on your phone. You think, I'm not hurting anybody. Well, listen, if nobody viewed porn, those women wouldn't degrade themselves to take porn pictures to sell if nobody watched porn. So you're viewing porn helps put women into a sex industry and make them objects instead of the glorious women that God created them to be. Does that make sense? So... Your sin, when you give in to sin, don't think it doesn't affect anybody. Do not believe that because that's a lie from Lucifer, which Jesus said, the devil is the father of what? He's the father of lies. Do not be what? See, you, you, can, you, can, you can step into temptation and you can, hurt, you can hurt generations of your family. Have anybody seen the movie The Big Short? Yeah. Well, I haven't seen it because I rarely watch R-rated movies. Even though this movie is very accurate to what happened in the housing market fall, Freddie Mae and Freddie Mac, Mac and the global financial crisis and all that. And they, what they didn't show was all the legislation that Washington passed to make, that, to make that plausible for the banking and the big corporations to destroy thousands of people's lives because of their own greed. Does that make sense? See, and when you see the movie, which again, I'm not recommending, I haven't seen it. I just have talked to enough finance people and ask them about the movie and actually what the real, what the facts are, because I want to stay in tune to what's going on. Then people were devastated. Generations are hurt. Why? Because people were greedy. Again, we, we click it and we never read the agreement. We just click, I agree. And, and so we're warned in 1 John chapter 2, verse 16 about this world, this age in which that we live in. For all that is in the world, the what? It's lust of the flesh. I want it. I got to have it. The lust of the what? She looks good to me, as Samson said. She looks good. I want her. Bring her to me. He looks good. And the boastful pride of life is not from the Father, but it is from where? The world. Now, what temptation or the goods do is they murky up the water. They murky it up. Let me give you this. Murky thoughts, like murky waters, serve two purposes only. To hide what lies beneath, and that's the fine print of the sin, the temptation, which is our ignorance, or to make what is shallow seem deep. Do you know anybody that dove in the lake or into a pool or dove somewhere that they thought it was deep and they hurt themselves? Some of us know people that died, Johnny Action Tata, that's, that's a quadriplegic, because she dove into water that she thought was deep and it wasn't. See, temptation tries to make what is shallow seem deep, try to make what is bad seem good. It murkies up the issue so that we can talk ourselves into doing what we already know we shouldn't be. Do not be what? Deceived. You go back to Joshua chapter 7, and we find the story of Achan. Now, 
And Joshua, Josh, Moses died, Joshua takes over. They've crossed over the Jordan on dry ground. God stands the water up. They go through and they're about to take on Jer- Jericho, which is an impenetrable city, could not be defeated. It's walls, you could raise two chariots all the way around. They were high, they were thick. There was no way to defeat the city. And so God says, I want you to circle seven days. On the seventh day, circle seven times. They'll make the walls fall down. I want you to go in and you're gonna take over. You're gonna take over Jericho. But by the way, when you go in, every Everything in Jericho is mine, God says. I'm going to take you in the promised land. You're going, to build, you're going to move into cities you didn't build, farms you didn't plant. You're all going to be wealthy. Don't worry about it. But this first city, God always gets what place? First place. So this city is mine. So here's the deal. Everything in there is mine. Don't take anything. It's all devoted to me. Sort of like our tithe. It's the what part? First part is what percent? 10% and it's God's. Set apart the first part for me. So they go in and they, 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 they destroy Ai. They go to the next city and, the, and some of the soldiers say, listen, Joshua, this Ai is little. It's nothing like Jericho. Give us 3,000 men. We'll mop them up this afternoon. You guys sleep in late. No problem. So they go. They attack Ai. Ai comes out, kicks butt and takes names. Israelites turn and run. They run all the way back to the tents and 36 men fall dead. They go back, all of Israel sobbing. God, you let us at her to kill us, man. Everybody will attack us. We, so they're just whining, complaining to God. And God tells Joshua, get up and shut up and take care of business. What do you want me to do? There is sin in the camp. Now, guess what? Faith promises a what? It's a camp. We're a family. And when somebody brings sin in, it affects the camp. Oh, no, my sin only affects me. That's a lie from Lucifer to make it easier for you to give in a temptation because you care about other people and you don't think your sin will hurt other people. And so, and so I said, what's wrong? There's sin in the camp. So this is what I want you to do. Bring all the 12 tribes out, go by lot. I'm going to take from the tribe to the family all the way down the man. So they do it. Boom, chicka, boom, chicka, boom, chicka, boom, chicka. There's Achan. Joshua says, all right, my son, give glory to God. Tell him what, tell us what you did. So in Joshua 7, 21 and 22, when I what? Please, please, church, watch what you look at. Amen. Watch. See, Achan knew he wasn't supposed to take anything. But I saw from the spoils, the treasures of Jericho, a beautiful mantle from Shinar. This is a -a one-of-a-kind custom coat. That's what it is. It's a -a one-of-a-kind custom coat. And 200 shekels of silver and a bar of what? 50 shekels in weight. And then I what? And I what? Saw them, wanted them, took them. And they're underneath the sand in my tent. You see, here's the deal. This is, this is, the, this is the lies. Listen, that the serpent secretly whispers. Nobody will know. It's not that big a deal. Nobody will get hurt. It's just a coat and some silver and gold. There are piles of plunder. It's a little deal. Nobody will ever know. It's just not that big a deal. And 36 men died that day. And 36 women became became widows. And dozens of children became orphans. And then Achan and his family died. Why? Because Achan fell to temptation. Does this make sense? And everybody in the nation paid the price. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, it, it, it cost us all. Do not think that your sin, that you fall into temptation, will not, will not affect all of us. Remember, let me, let me sort of tie this up. Remember when you were a kid, some of y'all, can y'all remember back that far? Come on. It's a long time for some of us. And your mom and dad, all they had was a list of don'ts. Remember that, don't touch the stove. It's like a spaceship. Why not? Don't play in the street. What do you mean? It's dodgeball. Look at these big targets. Don't go out of the yard. Don't, 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 don't. I was convinced that my parents woke up every day to ruin my life. They were killjoys. They did not want me to have any fun. Do y'all know what I'm talking about? It was never, Chris, go have fun, do whatever. Oh, no, no, no. Don't, 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 don't. Don't, don't, don't. And then we asked the question, well, why? To which I love to say to my kids, listen to me. That's right, baby. Come on. You say it, parent with pride, because I. Yes, so. Don't that feel good? Come on. Listen. And when you become a parent, you will love it. You hated it when you were a kid because I what? Woo, yeah, yeah, come on. So then we become adults and we realize, okay, my kids ought not play in the street or put their hand on the stove or leave the yard because somebody will take them. Are you with me? And our kids look at us and say, you guys just don't want me to have any fun just like you did to your parents. But, but let me tell you about us. See, we grew up and become mature. We never do that to God, do we? Oh, you better believe we do. Well, how come, God? Why can't I have sex before marriage? What's wrong with pornography? How come I can't? How come two boys can't have sex together? God, how come, how come, how come? This is, how come? You just don't want me to have any fun, God. Is that the God of heaven? He's a good father. He's a good father. Come on, he's a good father. And just like all the rules that you put out for your kids, every rule it's to protect them. It's to bless them. It's for them to grow up safe. It's for them not to see some stuff you saw, not to experience some of the stupidity that we experienced. You don't want your kids to grow up with some of the memories that we grew up with. Are y'all with me? And so we set rules and boundaries, and that's what God our Father does. He says, hey, if you go outside this box, it's the goods out there. They don't satisfy, and you'll feel worse tomorrow. There's consequences to stepping outside of the rules. It's a, the father of life, it's a bill of goods. God is a good father. Jeremiah 29, 11, God says this, I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for calamity, plans to give you a future and give you a hope. God's got great plans for you. Don't shortcut God's plans by temptation. Amen. Are you with me? Don't give up God's best for a shortcut. God's plan's always better. What if Eve would have said no to the snake? Would life be better? Come on. Ladies, how'd you like to say, well, I'm going to have that kid next Tuesday at four o'clock, drop by the office five minutes, like, so, okay, poop, it's done. <laughs> Instead of trying to pass a watermelon. See, what if, what, if that, what if that drug addict would have never smoked the first joint? What if that alcoholic would have never taken the first drink? What if that porn addict would have never taken the first peak? Are y'all following me? It's this deal. Do not be deceived. God knows best. And I could walk with a microphone around every single person and said, okay, tell me when you stepped into temptation and what it cost you. All of us could tell stories, couldn't we? Every one of us could tell them. 
See, because sin took us places we thought we'd never go. When I was 18 years old, if you'd have said, Chris, you're going to be a needle freak crack, I mean, coke addict, I would have punched you in the face and we would have fought. Because I would have never, ever gone there. But guess what? Both arms full of needle tracks. Because since sin will take you further than you planned to go, cost you more than you ever planned on spending and keep you longer than you ever planned on staying. So God opened our eyes. God opened our eyes to the plans of Satan. God opened our eyes to the schemes and help us stand strong. Are y'all with me? Church, we've got to stand because listen, we come in here and we feel good, but you'll be out there this week and temptation will, fight, will face you and there won't be, your small group won't be there, your church won't be, your passion won't be, but the Holy Spirit will be there and you can stand in victory against whatever scheme Satan throws at you. Come on. Come on. So... And some of you are believers and say, Chris, I'm caught in temptation. I never, you're, I never dreamed I'd be where I am. Guess what? First John 1, 9 is still true. If you confess your sin, he's faithful and just forgive you, includes you of all unrighteousness. Now, next week, we're going to have a shorter message, shorter worship. We're going to have, we're going to have an old-fashioned what, altar call. Some of you young adults don't even know what that is. Amen. Because some of the temptation that we're facing that we're stuck in, we can't get out by ourselves. We're, we're going to have our elders and prayer teams at every campus. And we're just going to believe God has set some people free. You're going to hear chains falling off people by the thousands next weekend. <laughs> falling off. So don't miss it. And some of you are not yet believers because you think that what you did is so bad, God cannot forgive you. I've talked to, I've talked to military veterans and said, but pastor, I killed people. God can't forgive me. Yes, he can. I talked to women and said, I've had an abortion. There's no way God can forgive me. You cannot outsend God's grace. You are not the worst sinner that ever was that you can't. Come on. There's forgiveness and freedom and a brand new start. And you say, but I don't think, man, I don't think God can forgive me. That's a snake. Ah. God stands ready to forgive you. That's why Jesus came, died on the cross, rose from the grave, so you can walk in victory. So with every head bowed, every eye closed, if you're ready to give Jesus your heart, just pray this with us. If you're ready for a new start, just say, dear Jesus, I know I've sinned. I'm so sorry. Forgive me. I invite you into my life. I confess you as my Lord. You died for me, paid for all my sins, and rose from the grave. And now I put my faith in you. I'll live for you. Help me to stand in this evil age. In Jesus' name. And all God's people said, somebody give him some praise in the house. I sold. Now, if you just gave your heart to Jesus, if you'll fill the communication card out, or if you'll go through the center doors at Pellissippi campus and all of our campuses go to the next steps area, there's somebody that will help you with the next step, what we do after that. Get in a group, get just the stuff that rolls after that. Next week, again, prayer time. By the way, if you haven't signed up for GLS, hey, sign up. Now, summer is here, officially here. School's out, man, summer's already here. Listen, let's stay faithful this summer. Amen. Let's don't take a vacation on Jesus. And so I want to challenge you to be here next weekend. Has it been good to be in God's house? Hey, come on. So here's the deal. Here's the thing. This week, God's going to give you eyes to see. 
You're going to see temptation and you're going to see the plan and you are going to, you are going to flee lust. You're going to overcome this week. You're going to start now. You're going to start lining up victories instead of defeats. And you are going to have, you're going to have spiritual eyes and you're going to walk with power this week. Believe it and receive it and go in his name. Be blessed. We'll see you guys next week, man. Love you.